Welcome to The Dive Table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me is our third co-host of this amazing season two, coming all the way from beautiful San Diego, Mr. Jack Durr. Jack, I am so excited to have you here as a co-host for the next three episodes um, and that you agreed to come on. I, I, I was like, I really hope Jack says yes, because I've loved our conversations that we've had before, and you're just a wealth of, of knowledge in the diving industry. Um, and we met through a mutual acquaintance, and you handled my my new DUI dry suit, which I'm super stoked to get in the water with. I haven't yet because we're moving, um, but I'm really stoked to get it. So you have so much knowledge about the industry, but what I love most about you, and this is the reason I wanted you to come on the show, is that you are a diver first. Yes, you're in this industry, but you are a diver first, and I cannot wait for the next three episodes together. So welcome to the show, Jack. I'm so excited you're here. Oh no, this is awesome. Um I was kind of like surprised when when you sent me the email I'm like huh, be on a podcast. Hmm, I can do that, I think. <laughs> no, I might and then then all the scenarios went through my head of all these different topics like don't say that, do this, don't say that, don't say a name. Oh no. <laughs> so it's like throw out all the apologies right away. It's like anyone that may think I'm talking about them, just ignore it. <laughs> I like it. That's called it. That's called pulling from experience. There you and go. Then, <laughs> right. Except for me, you can talk bad about me all you want. I got. I got no worries about it. But we have a lot to learn there. Considering you're going to be coming into my neighborhood. That's right. Now, so that would be awesome. That's right. Yeah, we we are going to get a chance to dive together often. I hope. Um, yeah, my move is in is is coming up. I know this will. We, we would record this, and I'll probably already been moved. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's coming up. I, I'm so excited to be in San Diego, to be back home. I will miss Texas for sure. And I, I probably need to do a goodbye Texas episode because Texas has been awesome, um, for a lot of different reasons. And the diving has actually been awesome here. Um, and the, and the community has been amazing, but I am very excited to get back home, uh, back to San Diego and, uh, and, and jump in that, uh, that ocean with everybody and, and, uh, become a San Diego diver, SoCal diver. So good. Yeah. Welcome to the bad viz. 10 to 15 foot viz is standard. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the cold, um, a beautiful ocean I'm, I'm excited about, but, uh, and producer Daniel's here as well, which must mean we're recording another episode of the show before we get into the topic. I wanted to just give you uh, an opportunity to introduce yourself, who you are, what you're about, um, to the scuba verse, to the listeners, out there and uh and man if you don't know jack you're in for a big treat for these next three episodes so jack the floor is yours uh let let people know who you are what you're up to uh well first of all i am just to clarify some things i i don't think i'm an expert at all i'm kind of opinionated on some things but not an expert i'm always trying to learn learn new things um and in in the whole big scheme of things i am a relatively new diver so I just passed my 10 year anniversary as a diver. So it's like, it's, it seems like it went quick and it wasn't that long ago. Um, and the one thing I, I guess I kind of regret about that is why didn't I start diving earlier? Mm. Um, so, so this is maybe why I didn't start earlier. Um, first of all, I came from the Midwest. I'm from Minnesota originally. There's no ocean. I did grow up on lakes and did all that stuff, water skiing, fishing, and and 
stuff like that. And as a kid dreamt of like coming to California, Oh, the ocean, you know, surfing, all that stuff. Um, meanwhile, you know, I went through and played college sports and that whole thing and was way into rock climbing. Hmm. So I found that with a lot of these sports athletic type things, I could pick up on them from an athletic point of view. Um, but then I kind of, I don't know if you're that. <laughs> your, new cat, your new cat is uh, is gracing us with her presence. Or his presence. Yes. Uh, she's like announcing, eh, I'm here. Um, anyways. <laughs> so so I grew up, you know, in a, doing sports and a lot of these activities and then started, you know, like for me, I started rock climbing when I was in seventh grade. So super young age. And you had to learn so many technical things. At, and doing that at a young age to keep myself alive, so to speak. Um, and so through the years, eventually I moved to San Diego. Um, and people go, why'd you move? I was like, well, it's always been a dream. You know, you're watching those, you know, Elvis Presley movies, you know, <laughs> Beach Bay, <laughs> like a bingo. And I can surf like that. Um, and I found surfing was a lot harder than I thought. Um, but I did learn how to surf and did all that stuff. And I was surfing pretty much four to five days a week. And I would have friends that I worked with. They're going, yeah, we're going to go get certified. I'm like, oh, no, I can't afford that right now. I can't afford that right now. Um, so I just put it off for years and years and years. And then literally like 10 years ago, one of my friends at volleyball, he's he was way into diving more so than I thought. One day he goes, hey, you want to try this Discover Scuba thing? And I'm like, Nah. He goes, no, you'll be really good at it. I'm like, God, no, I don't want to do it. And deep down, I'm saying no, because I know I will really like it. <laughs> and I'm like, going, no, I don't want to add another thing. You know, I'm playing volleyball. I'm, you know, snowboarding. I'm, you know, surfing. I throw scuba diving in there. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. Finally, one of the times he asked me to say, okay, I'll go. So we went, and it was, this is when Sports Chalet was still around. Um, and they had this pool and indoor pool and went and did this discover scuba went around and i felt like you know like i felt like i was like already <laughs> i was like the gift to scuba diving i'm <laughs> <laughs> like going i can do this buoyancy thing and i'm like why is this guy keep pulling me down <laughs> why is he pushing me underwater let me do this i'm like i can do this um anyways i was all over the place i mean I, there's a video of it it's pretty embarrassing um, <laughs> but at the time i'm thinking like oh man this is super easy i like this and then you know a week or so goes by and i my friend the same one that got me to go to this discover scuba thing calls up and he goes hey what are you doing like the weekend of of february blah 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 and i'm like uh nothing why why we're gonna go i'm like I'm about ready to say we're going to go snowboarding. What do you want to do? Also, he hangs up on me. I'm going, dude, what was that? <laughs> Just hung up on me. They called back like five minutes later. He goes, okay, I got you signed up for the open water class. You're going to do it. And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't have any of the gear, right? He goes, no, it's okay. I got it. At my garage, I have a bunch of extra stuff. I'm like, what do you mean you have a bunch of extra stuff? I mean, I've been to his house and I just never like looked in his garage. And he goes, yeah, you don't even have to worry about a wetsuit. I'm like, dude, you're like way shorter. Than me. <laughs> like, how am I going to fit in your wetsuit? <laughs> ends up being he so generous. He has basically a, a wetsuit for every one of his friends. Wow. From little tiny kids all the way up to these my size, you know, the 
short, stocky guys. <laughs> um, so he had wetsuits and, and gear for every size person. So I, I went into this class having all this gear right away at my fingertips. And of course I got addicted um, and then went on a trip right away and, you know, diving a long hose thinking, yeah, I'm an expert at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, it made me look like I knew what I was doing early on. So people are like going, Hey, are you a dive master? I'm like, um, this is dive five right. for me. <laughs> you look cause I'm like, oh, cause I looked the part, you know, cause I had all my own gear and everything, you know, well, not my own gear, but I had all the stuff. So, but then I, I pretty much just switched from surfing to scuba diving. Mm-hmm. So now instead of like looking at the surf report going, where in the waves going to get bigger? I'm like, when are the waves going to get smaller? Wow. That's a good one. That's um, a good one. So now I look at the surf report for the smaller waves went out and just dove and dove and dove. So I replaced the four days of surfing to scuba diving. Yeah. And so I just got way into it. I think my first year I, I did just under 200 dives um, in the first year. Um, so I picked it up real quick, started diving a dry suit before 50 dives. Um, that was more of a luxury because not because I was getting cold, I couldn't fit into the wetsuits. I mean, it, I hated that part. <laughs> it's like, ah, why don't they make these things my size? Yeah. Um, so and eventually I, you know, and that's how I got into it. Um, and through that, that's where I, you know, you join the locals, the dive clubs, and you're just always at the ocean diving. And people just go, oh, there's Jack. There's Jack. Um, which, is, by the way, this is kind of like an ongoing running joke right now amongst my dive friends randomly going places and then having someone recognize me, which I didn't think was possible. And it just, they all sit there and I see them like, as the, you know, I'm talking to this person, like I'll be at like Catalina. I'll go, Hey, aren't you Jack Dern? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I see in the background, my friends, I see this <sighs> rolling their eyes. And then just to top it off, uh, two weeks ago, I was in Florida randomly at the at a dive shop signing up for the boat i said hey aren't you jack Durr? and also i turn around i see my dive buddy like go oh, you're kidding <laughs> messaging right away all my friends you wouldn't believe what's going on someone recognized him here and i'm like going <laughs> i don't i think it's the hair yeah maybe maybe and the dashing good looks i think both both of those yes. uh those contribute <laughs> yeah <laughs> No one knows yeah, who I am, but, so it's perfect. I can I can be completely anonymous. It's wonderful. Well, I didn't. I don't know. I think it goes back to one of those things that I consider myself kind of like an introvert, unless I'm passionate about something. Um, so if I go to a party, I'm the first one just to be like, mm, okay, I'll nurse this drink for like two hours, and then someone goes, oh, I hear you scuba dive, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> I'm just talking away. Yeah. So I'm like one of those people. So hence, that's how, you know, you, everyone like eventually goes, Oh, Jack scuba dives. Right. So now my volleyball friends, Oh, Jack scuba diving again. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, that's the way it goes. So that's how I'm here in San Diego. Um, you know, so I mean, through that, um, of course, with all this diving and my passion for talking about diving, I, I, I would have to say I, backed into working in the dive industry. Um, you know, I had friends that go, Hey, why don't you do the professional thing? I'm like going, yeah, I don't know. I want to teach. 
still signed up for it, did tours, you know, did some of this stuff. I'm like, ah, not really. And then I've always worked in technology. Um, so back in the old days, I was the guy that was, I didn't talk to people, but I could present to hundreds of people at a time. So like I was an Apple guy. So I would give presentations about Apple computers, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be up there showing them all these little cool tricks and things with the Mac and stuff like that. But then it's like, oh, no, no, you need to go talk to that salesperson. So pretty much I do now. Well, that was a weird statement. Anyways, <laughs> what I did was I've been talking about scuba diving so much that all of a sudden one day um, my technology job, um, I was doing web programming, blah, 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 boring stuff that makes actually makes money. <laughs> <laughs> and someone goes, hey, do you want to – there's a position open at, at Diving Unlimited or DUI, as some people may know by. Um, and I'm like, oh, oh that would be kind of cool, but I have no idea what an account manager is, you mm-hmm. know, type of thing. And I'm like, yeah, pff, whatever. Um, but I'll, I'll call up some of my friends that might be interested. So I passed around those things. A week later, the company I'm working for goes, they call a meeting and they go, yeah, your whole department, um, we're moving that to Ireland. Mm. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm like, I'm not moving to Ireland. Well, they weren't really asking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you get my drift. Um, so I was like, oh, so I'll be out of a job. So I'm like calling back. So what does this account manager do? <laughs> I might be interested. I'm like, that sounds way better than working on, you know, trying to get, you know, unemployment, find another job. So next thing I know, I accepted a job at DUI as an account manager, had no idea what that was. Um, so in fact, it's kind of like the first job that I had to like actually talk to people, like more on a sales side, mm-hmm. like the Apple thing was like, no, go talk to the salespeople. You know, I'm, I'm the tech introvert guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so now all of a sudden I'm like having to talk to dive shop owners, you know, learn the names, learn where they are. Um, had to kind of learn a little bit of French for some reason, because I had like Eastern Canada, the new England area, and then the Southeast which is way bigger territory than I was ready for. Mm. <laughs> but it made me learn really quick yeah. because you had the, you know, and by the way, if you, if people don't know, DUI makes dry suits. So I had to learn everything from the cold water end all the way to the warmer waters of Florida. So it's like the whole range. And, and again, I had some background. I, I would say that was expertise because I dove a lot. And I dove a dry suit. Um, so I was able to translate a lot of that into, I guess, I, I, I hope the company thought I was a good account manager, even though um, if I'm not an account manager anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the statement was, when you got hired here, it was you were hired for the, you're the worst possible person for that position. I'm like, mm. okay, I <laughs> Don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. They go, but yet you're a really good thing for our company because you have all these other skills. I had the whole technology background. I worked in advertising, graphic design. So basically I'm doing the marketing now right? for that. Um, so, so in a way, I just kind of transitioned to a different way of promoting DUI. Um, I try to promote it directly with divers. So whenever, you know... People go, oh, you get paid for diving. I'm like, 
No. <laughs> I wish I was getting paid for diving. Um, I do get discounts on dive gear, but um, no, I don't get paid for diving. And every time I'm out there, I'm always, I still, I mean, for who I am, I still help everybody out. Yeah. Ask me questions. I'm, I'll answer the questions um, at the detriment of my dive buddies who are like, they all dive dry suits. So they're all saying like, okay, let's go. We're all hot. We're all sweating. We need to get going. Jack, stop talking. <laughs> let's go. And I'm like, well, hang on a second. <laughs> so anyways, that's a little bit about me. That's a quick, long snapshot of how I got here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And now you've made it to the dive table. So, you know, you know, the circle's complete. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, you, you probably have a bigger following than my, my little foray into it um, during COVID times with DUI, um, which was, we started a deep dive with DUI. And it's, it was actually kind of interesting um, in the sense, because the owner of the company, well, the founder of the company is not the owner anymore, but um, Dick Long, one of the, early, early, you know, founders of scuba diving, you know, going way back and all these scuba diving inventions, patents, the whole thing. And it was just cool to hear his old stories mm -hmm. about everything and getting them recorded. Because, um, you know, it's always awesome. You know, people come in for tours and you'd hear it. And I'm like, going, I need to get this recorded somehow. So I started off by interviewing him for these. And then we, you know, spread that into like talking about dry suits and other things. And it moved into, I need to invite this person because they dove in truck lagoon. I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm asking them questions from a, Oh, that's an interesting trip. And I'm thinking, Hmm, how can I get there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. I, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Like I said before, and um, like a, uh, you know, the wealth of, of passion, I think that you have has led to a wealth of experience. And so uh, these episodes are going to be a lot of fun um, to have you and that experience bringing it here. And I think for today uh, and this episode, we wanted to focus on a topic that I think is really relevant to you. And it's relevant to everyone as diving season is kind of unofficially kicking off right now, all, all around, at least where you get a real winter a lot of people take a break in the winter and now the spring's starting to peek its head out. And I think diving starting to, to get back into people's blood, um, which is, you know, the topic around how are relationships built through diving. And I thought this would be a, an amazing topic for you because as you said, wherever you are, somebody says, Hey, aren't you Jack Durr? And you spend the time to build those relationships. So that, that's why I thought this would be a fun one. But I also find out time and time again, and I don't know about, about you, but scuba is a small universe. Like you see the same people on the boat, right? You see the same people here and there without any intent really of seeing them. And at the core of diving, and I think when I got into it, one of the things that was very surprising to me was how much of a team sport diving really is or, or, or should be, right? Or can be. Um, and so relationships are a part of scuba diving, um, no matter if you're under the water or you're above the water, they become a part of it. And so I think this conversation and this episode, is, maybe, you know, we will share a little bit about, uh, you know, what we've done to build those relationships, how we maintain them and those sorts of things. But really it's just uh, about 
those meaningful relationships in scuba. Now, I have to say there is a disclaimer, and this might be bump some of you listeners out out there. This is not Jack and Jay's dating advice show. So when I say relationships, <laughs> I, I do mean the, the friendships, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but I, I know you don't want to take relationship advice from me. I don't. Jack Jack's a good looking dude with the hair, so maybe maybe he's got some stuff. Um, for you, but this is not what this episode is about. What yeah. do we say? Relationship. Just so you know, the sun, the sun's setting here. It's just the light reflection yeah. that we see. This is <laughs> my girls always make fun of me. My beard's turning white first. Nothing else is gray, but my beard has this nice white patch, and they they always go, "Look at guys' little white spots." Like it's so funny. So, like, yeah, yeah, I know. So this is not about building relationships as far as dating this is about those you know that rolodex of connections um that you build through diving and and how you maintain those so you ready to jump into this one jack sure and apologize to all my dive friends out there (laughs) i like the have to go this this is coming from experience so (laughs) (laughs) right this is what is this John Wick chapter Jack Durr chapter four? Uh, if you've ever wronged Jack, you're on notice today. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> A podcast for scuba divers everywhere. Take your seat at the dive table with your hosts Jay Gardner and Jack Durr. All right, so let's set this one up here in this first part with just, you know, the landscape of things, which is what is a scuba relationship? So are these, you know, casual acquaintances? Um, you know, are there different levels that that you have these relationships at? Um, you know, how do you know that you've actually formed a, let's call it a friendship relationship, a, a connection with somebody through scuba? So I don't know what 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 would you define as a scuba relationship? Someone that you've you've you kind of gotten to know through scuba. Um, well, it's I mean it kind of goes back to those layers that you talked about. I mean, just with anyone that you meet in general, you're going to have this is just like a name I know. Okay, you've you've seen their name or you've seen this person out there before. Then there's the people that you've regularly like a. Oh yeah, you're diving. Why don't you come dive with us? Right. So you have people that are more frequent in your circle. And as you get smaller into your circle, you'll have the people that you're always messaging going, Hey, are we diving tomorrow? Are we doing this tomorrow? Um, all the way down to yes, people can build those relationships that you're talking about, the dating ones. Um, <laughs> that's never was never my goal, but you know, it does happen. So. Um, so I guess there's the, all those different layers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there, for me, the same has been true. Like there's, there's kind of the, the Insta buddy layer, right? Where you're on a boat and, uh, you know, the dive master points at you and points at somebody else says, you guys are paired up and you go, okay. And sometimes, you know, you're, you're just you know, holding your breath. You're not sure what's going to happen, you know, but those have turned into awesome friendships, but there's kind of that layer, that first layer of like, you know, I see you around or, you know, we got paired up just out of sheer dumb luck mm-hmm. um, that happens, right? Um, it's kind of that first layer for me. So, so for me, I mean, that I, I, I kind of took this as a, another level because I was very active in one of the local dive clubs. Um, I actually dove with several of them. 
but one of the dog clubs, because I was kind of like always there, again, I kind of backed my way into being a dive host. Mm. <laughs> like, Jack's here. Jack, can you get that waiver? I'm like, uh, I'm not a host. Yeah. Oh, do you want to be a host? I don't know. No, but sure you do. I'm like, uh, okay. So, <laughs> so I would be that host, right? And you start meeting all these people and you remember the names once they're repetitive because you don't know if, um, like San Diego, you get so many people visiting, you know, they don't know their way around. Um, not everybody wants to pay for, you know, a guide, so to speak. So they find the clubs, um, uh, which are fine, especially if you live locally or something like that and you want to start being part of that community. Um, so maybe I was a little bit different than most of the hosts, um, you're not supposed to, from a liability standpoint, as a host, buddy people together um, because you don't want to be liable for, like, obviously reasons of because you don't know what people's skills are. Right. And so as a host, I felt that I was I probably took a little more risk than I should, where people would that knew each other already would usually buddy up. You know, they go, Oh, I have a steel 100. I have aluminum 80, blah, blah, blah. We're doing this. They'd start diving together and they would build their own little, sorry. I have, I live right by Miramar. Uh, that's a, that's <laughs> a jet going that. over, over the overhead. There. That is a jet. It's a little late for them though. Um, they usually do it during the day. But anyways, so you don't want to buddy people up, but then there'd always be the odd leftover person. And so I always took it on myself to dive with that person. Right. Um, and then me being a dive professional, but yet also I tried to work on being a good buddy and then make that person's experience that much better. Because like you're saying, the Insta buddy thing, if it's two new divers and they're diving together, it's not always the best situation because one, they could both be like on, you know, dive eight, right. you know, or something like that where they can't necessarily look out for themselves barely yet, let alone their buddy. Right. Um, so I was able to go out with these people and be that, that good dive buddy for them. And then that would be the welcoming environment. So they'd keep coming back. Right. Um, so, so that's how I built a lot of these relationships with people. Um, and plus we always, you know, I always liked going out for food afterwards because a lot of these dives were after work. And so we would go down La Jolla shores, go dive. And then I'm like, Oh, we got to go for food. So I'm like walking around, Hey everyone, we're going to go out for pizza and beer. Right. <laughs> Come on. We'll just, we'll just go have pizza and beer. We can talk about diving. And it's like, Hey, you guys didn't even dive with us. Just yeah, why don't you just come join us. We'll talk about diving. Yeah. Um, and so I found that, the community itself, they like talking about scuba. So it was kind of easy to get people involved that way. Yep. Yep. No, I think that's a good, it's a good thought because there's two sides of that Insta buddy coin. Like you're saying, there's one side of it that, that you get paired up with someone randomly, but there's another side of it where if you are a more, I don't want to say experienced, but more comfortable diver. If you're comfortable in your skin and that, that word comfortability has come up a lot in season two, um, as a, as a gateway into relaxing and enjoying diving when you're comfortable doing it. But when you're more comfortable taking somebody that maybe is less comfortable or newer to the sport and those sorts of things, I think it's amazing, right? I think that that's, that's a, that's a, a really important takeaway from what you said in terms of, taking responsibility to 
of some not not necessarily responsibility, but taking responsibility upon yourself to try and help somebody else have an amazing time, and that um, that I think is really cool. I think there's also a, a a bucket in here in the scuba relationships in in courses. So a lot of people meet during training together, right? So oftentimes you you and a, a friend may sign up for a course together. But then there's, you know, five other people, six other people, however many people there um, that are going to then be in the same training with you. And I know I've take, taken training where I knew nobody before and now we're training together, right? And you you learn um, very quickly about people and you're kind of in it with them and there's there's an opportunity there. I've met some amazing people through training as well. So I think that's another layer. Maybe there's the InstaBuddy layer. There's the training partner, and at some level, because you're not just fun diving together, you're actually you know trying to achieve something together. That there's another layer of relationship that gets built there in my mind. And a lot of that when you when you meet that person in the class or in that diving environment, it's also partially the schedule. I mean, because if you go in the scuba diving and you go, oh my, I hear it all the time. I would be diving more, but my dive buddy's always busy or they're no longer diving. So I'm like, then why did you stop? Right. Find somebody else that has a similar schedule that wants to dive. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I mean, we, we tried to do, or we have continued to do these Tuesday night dives um, here in Texas where it's just, Hey, every Tuesday after work, we're all going to be there. We try to get in the water first dive at this time. And that's our sunset dive. And then we do a night dive. If you're sticking around afterwards and it's that consistency, right? It's the consistency of, of schedule and that you can plan for it. I mean, everyone has dis- different circumstances. You know, some people are, you know, working crazy hours at work and have to move things around so they can make that schedule work. Some people have kids and have to get, you know, make sure childcare is taken care of if they're going to be gone, those sorts of things. So I agree. I think there's a scheduling piece of this. And, and I think that being a good, being in a good relationship, <laughs> let's put it that way, without going into uh, the the, uh, the other side of it, it is predictability is a part of it, right? And and showing mm-hmm. up is 90% of the game. And so that's good. Yeah. And then for me, I have kind of two other layers of scuba relationships. Uh, one is there's what we, we call in the training I've done is your team, right? Your dive team. That's something I put a lot of effort and work into building a team, which really that means it's someone that I'm aligned with in my training, especially when it comes to, you know, my emergency protocols and things like that, um, that I can get in the water with on a regular basis and know that, that we're in a similar view of a philosophy, uh, of diving. Uh, is kind of team. And then I've just recently learned this fourth layer, which I, is new to me, which is then there's another layer of team, which I'm calling right now, like my core team, which is someone who I will do any dive with, especially the really challenging dives. So I, I learned pretty quickly, like, you know, when it comes to tech diving, you know, you, you have to really think about who you get in the water with, because at the end of the day, that other person is going to be someone that, you know, potentially is going to save your life and vice versa. And, you know, recreationally, that's also true. It can also very, very well be true. Um, But there's a little less risk in the recreational profiles. When you start to dive the technical profiles, all of a sudden, I want to know that the person across from me knows the plumbing that's on my back, right? And knows if something goes wrong, 
they know what to do, right? And we, I, know, I trust their training to kick in at that point, right? So that's a new layer for me of this this core team versus just dive team. Um, mm-hmm. But I think those for me is kind of the the landscape of scuba relationships, at least that I've experienced. Yeah. So even with that that core team that you're talking about, it's not necessarily somebody also that's maybe perfectly aligned with you. At least you in your in your mindset knows that there's this person has their strengths and you rely on, you can rely on them. Yeah. But at the same time, you may know some of their weaknesses. Yep. Okay. So, um, you know, they may save you, but of course you'll get lost, but (laughs) 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 something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm joking. I, I, the people I dive with, I'm, I'm always feeling 100% confident that they're going to be there for me. Um, by the way, there is a new layer. There's another layer that you kind of like totally glossed over. Mm. Um, if you get into photography, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a all of a sudden you're like, oh, where'd everybody go? I'm all by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that kind of layer too. But again, most people that you know, like in that case, you kind of know that if you're doing a certain kind of photography, macro photography or something like that, you know that if someone stops, they probably stop. They're not wandering off. Right. Right. And then they know the general path or the concept of where we're going. So it's not like they wandered so far away. You know, La Jolla Shores, it's like 15 feet away and they're, are they there? And it's like a little light shines. You go, okay, they're right there. Yeah. You know, so it's, but so in that whole photography world, some people call it that same ocean buddy thing. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. But again, you do have to be confident with those divers because they are going in with a lot of times big heavy cameras and all this other stuff. So they got to be good divers to start off with, right? Especially for going through surf sometimes in San Diego with these big cameras and then going down there and they got the surge and bad visibility. They got to be able to handle themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to trust that they can do that stuff. At the same time, you're looking for them and they're looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. I have some, some good friends and, and dive team members that are photographers. And I always laugh about diving with them because I feel like my dive is spent watching them take photos. Like that's basically what I'm doing because <laughs> I, I want to be there. Right. I, I don't, I'm not going to walk away from them. Um, but the benefit to me, the flip side of that is that I have a lot of really cool underwater photos of myself because they'll flip the camera around and go, Oh, you're still here, you know, pose for a second or whatever. And we get to play those things. And it's cool for me as well. Cause I'm not a photographer. I, I don't know, you know, that, that, um, that bone wasn't built in my body for some reason to, to see the, the <laughs> shot. Like I just don't see it. And so it's cool for me. I get to observe instead of just being bored looking at the butt of my, you know, photographer friend while he's taking pictures. I try to imagine well, what do they see? What are they seeing? Can, mm-hmm. can I see what they're seeing? And then I get to look at the photos later and say, oh, you know, I did get the, I, I knew what he was looking at there or, <laughs> or, whoa, I was way off. I had no idea and, and things. And so, uh, I do a lot of the GoPro when I'm teaching, but that's a whole different thing right that's just i'm getting i'm capturing something so we can look at it later it's not you know it's as long as it's in frame for the most part you're fine and so i've found that i've i've actually benefited a lot from diving with photographers um, because they're showing me a way to look at the environment that i don't naturally look at i'm kind of you know in awe of all of it but they're they can focus on you know the little salamander that's endemic to that spring 
that I just completely missed because I wasn't looking for it. And they were. And so, yeah, I think that photography diving um, is definitely a, a whole subject unto itself. Uh, but being a person that doesn't do photography, but trying to be a teammate, a good teammate, I've actually found a lot of benefit than, you know, being sitting there. I, you could complain about it too. I'm bored. Let, you know, like, did you get your shot? Come on, let's go. You know, like there's other things to see. But I've just found a piece with like, oh, let, let me try and imagine what they're imagining and what they're seeing. And it's been a real benefit to me as a diver. Yeah. I mean, all of it works up to being in a way it's um, especially the photos part. I mean, it's always good to show, you know, when people go, oh, you scuba dive, what do you see? It's like, do you see sharks? I'm like, yeah, I saw a shark. It was about this big. It was a horn shark. So vicious laying there going. <laughs> but you could but it's opening up that world. It's kind of like the whole Jacques Cousteau thing, you know, with all his, you know, shows that he did promoting scuba diving and and just the ocean in general. We can all be those ambassadors to share it with other people. So it becomes again, like I said that talking point for me. Um so it's like, oh, there I am pulling out my phone, going through the Facebook photos. Hey, see this photo? <laughs> I took that photo. <laughs> right. You know, um, and at the same time, you know, like going back to those friends, you can bounce that stuff back and forth. It's a good talking point. Like, hey, did you see this? You know, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, that was right there. You know, so even with your friends that are not dying with cameras, like you said, you can show them other things that they're not maybe seeing. You know, right. it just opens up different possibilities. There's so many different things, you know, that create those, like you said, the relationships amongst your diving. You know, I have the, my tech friends, you know, we go and do the cave dives. We've got the video, we're watching the video and you're like going, how long is this video? Oh yeah. It's like two hours long. (laughs) (laughs) It was more exciting when we were doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look at that wet rock and look at that wet rock. There's another wet rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, good. I, so I think I think we have a good handle on what what determines you're in a scuba relationship, right? How do I know I'm in a scuba relationship? Well, when you're probably talking scuba and you're diving together, um, and you're spending that time getting to know those people underwater. I mean, uh, I always, you know, an instructor of mine um, said it best. I, I always thought about it as, you know, the the water doesn't lie. Um, but the water tells the truth is a better way to put it. And so the minute you get in the water with somebody, you see truth, you see who they are in a lot of ways, because, you know, you're lopping off any sort of audible communication. You're lopping off really words. You're lopping off all sorts of things that we use as humans to communicate. And so the water tells you the truth. You get in the water, you look in the eyes, right. And you, and you know the truth of that person quickly. And I, and I think that that's, um, a really interesting thing, but I also find that for me, at least the people that I really get connected to are the people that you can be on a four hour, like we took a four hour truck ride out to a dive site that we were, we were doing some exploration on and it was four hours there and four hours back. And we never ran out of something to talk about related to scuba. It was just like nonstop, like eight hours of scuba conversation. And I just love those, those people that can just talk about, you know, their experiences and tell stories and, you know, um, you know, can, can actually dissect a dive and say, you know, this was really good. This could have been better. Um, those sorts of things. So, yeah, I think we covered these, how you're in a relationship. 
except for me on a on a dive boat, on a long dive boat trip, I'm like asleep. I'm the guy sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends. Going back to those photographer friends, really, why are they always taking photos of me sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. I'll have to have my camera is it, ready. Is it really that funny? <laughs> uh, I have yet to, yet to sleep or puke on a boat, knock on whatever wood's close to me. I almost – they, they called it the um, – the the VIP section, the vomiting in progress section. I almost made a trip, uh, and this last trip that I was I was out and actually I was on Florida as well, um, but I didn't. I was I held it together, but I have yet to fall asleep on double. I've heard it's amazing, but I, I have to I have to get there at some point. I'm always just on alert, like I'm just you know so so much. Um, I'm so happy I'm there that I'm all pumped up, you know, and it's hard for me to kind of come off of that. I I'll go to sleep when I get home, type of thing. Yeah, it's always like one of those things, though. Too the conditions. If the if the ride's nice, then it's it can it's easy to either fall asleep or be comfortable in your environment, and you can talk and and sit in the galley and talk with people. Um, and then there's the trip. I was in uh, Australia, and you're we're talking to the people, and they're going, "Yeah, we canceled the boat." And I'm like, "Why?" And they go, "Oh, it's going to be a vomitron." I'm like, "Oh, that's an awesome <laughs> term." <laughs> Oh God! I'm gonna have to use that one. Yeah, the vomitron. I like that. Yeah, gross. Oh, gross. Yeah, that's one thing I can't but, do as a as a as a parent. Well, well, maybe you're gifted without this motion thing because I, I do have other friends that they can be out on the boat and it's like pitching back and forth. People are sick and they're just like yeah. <laughs> having a hot dog. Yeah, that's not work. <laughs> I'm like. That's usually how I am. I, I usually am just fine, but for whatever reason that day I, I felt it and uh and I was I was very upset with myself that I hadn't taken the Dramamine the night before. So good tip out there. Take your Dramamine. They have non drowsy Dramamine now. I think it's ginger based. Um the night before and the morning of, uh even if you think you won't get sick, because then you're making sure that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know, helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely take it the night before because it takes hours to get in your system. If you take it as you're getting on the boat, that's eh, not doing anything. All that's going to do is give you a good nap after you get back. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be nice and comfortable after you vomited all out. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to this next segment, which is really around, well, how do you build a relationship? And we touched a little bit about it uh, on in, in the first part here. But I think, you know, how have you approached those relationships? Like, you know, how have, have you approached, um, building meaningful relationships? Uh, are there things involved with maintaining them? And is it only scuba, you know, or does it extend into, into real life? Like not just scuba and pizza and, and beer, but are there, you know, other things that, that your scuba friends that you've met, um, that you end up doing with, uh, doing things with and things like that. So I don't know, how have you approached that? I mean, yeah, I mean, they all start off as just kind of like that acquaintance that you're diving with, uh, you know, going out and talking. Um, and then a lot of those, I would say the, the core people, you know, that I talk with about scuba or dive with all the time, it goes beyond just diving now. We will, we plan, well, hey, let's go out to dinner, you know, hey, it's, uh, Christmas, do you have a, you know, come on over to our house, you know? So it's, it, it's opened up new friends that maybe you wouldn't have been, you know, friends with. I mean, just like with anything, you build those relationships. Um, so I think it's just a natural path. 
Um, and for someone who like myself as an introvert, it's easy to go, Oh, we're having a party. Uh, can I invite some scuba friends so I can have some people to talk to? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think it, it definitely goes beyond. Um, and then you start planning trips with those people. I mean, I have, um, you know, friends that no longer live in San Diego. Um, they still live in Southern California. We still plan trips. You know, I still go, Hey, we're going, you know, Oh, you're going to Mexico. I'm going, let's go. You know? Um, so we still have those things that are in common, you know, as long as your schedules line up um, or, you know, you, you just, you're driving through San Diego. Come on, let's go have a, a beer. Um, you know, even, I even have a friend that I knew from high school in Minnesota, saw me on one of those deep dive with DUI podcasts. <laughs> and he goes, Hey, I think I know that guy from high school. <laughs> and he happened to be out in San Diego and now it regenerated a new friendship or, or not new, but regenerated a friendship into something today, mm. you know, around scuba diving. That was never part of our original, you know, knowing each other type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think um it's really interesting because one of the one of the funny questions you can ask yourself is how do you make new friends as an adult? Like you know, like on as a kid, it you're in the same class, you're in the same circumstances, you know, you meet on the playground or you're in the same dance class and things. I mean, there's a lot that that connects kids, at least my kids to other kids and they become almost instant friends, you know, like, Oh, this is now my bestie. I can't even track it anymore. Right. Who's your bestie today? <laughs> um, right. Because it's just a natural path. And, and you have three daughters. That's, that's yeah. constantly changing. Yeah. It's constantly friend changing. today, yep. not a friend tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've been accepted from the boys drool girls rule statement, except for you, daddy, uh, boys <laughs> or boys drool girls rule, except for you. Um, which is nice. I, I like that one, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's tough as an adult. And when we moved here to Texas, um, I really I really only knew a handful of people here and they were more acquaintances. And so it was tough for my wife and I to go like, how do we make friends? And it's funny because diving has been a pathway for me to to have built in the last, you know, four or four and a half years deep relationships, friendships here, you know, that that have come through diving. And I think like for me, one of the things that I've approached is to always try and be open. Like always, like even at a, at a, at a place of like, you know, your hands are open, you know, you're ready to receive. And I think sometimes in diving, at least I've observed this and I don't know if you've seen the same thing, but, but sometimes that, you know, some people approach with, with their arms crossed and, you know, let's prove yourself to me or, you know, judging, um, you know, someone's dive gear or someone's, you know, dive and, oh, look at that you know, Muppet out there in the water doing X, Y, and Z, you know, and there is kind of this, there's this dark side of scuba in some ways that's very ego driven. And I think it's funny you mentioned earlier, you know, I felt like I was God's gift to, to diving. Um, <laughs> I think some people don't evolve beyond that, you know, that feeling sometimes, at least I've observed that. And so I think like for me, if you're going to build a relationship with anybody, but especially in diving, look, it's recreational, it's fun, you know, it's meant to be that. And it, you know, no one's out there to have the evaluation checklist of whether or not, you know, you're up to par to, to my diving. And so I think it's, you know, I've tried to approach things always with be open, be open that there's always something to learn. There's a human being behind that diver 
and and be open to their experience uh, of you and make sure that that's a, a pleasant one on the dive boat or at the dive site or those sorts of things. And I think um, that that for me has been a huge part of my approach is that, you know, there is no such thing as a bad diver or, you know, uh, a person that, you know, needs to be relegated out of the the circle because of, you know, their dive skills. Um, I think there are people that I connect with more than others and that has nothing to do with their dive skills, right? It has a lot to do with who they are as humans. And so, you know, for example, I was in uh, Mexico and uh, on a trip, dive trip down there and uh, met a guy who was on the boat and we got to chatting. I think he was from Denmark and he was out there all by himself, just came out and wanted to do the diving. And so uh, we saw him in the dining hall. You know, my fa- I was there with my family. We saw him and he was sitting by himself. And I just went over and said, hey, man, like – I've got three kids, so it's not going to be a you know, a deep conversation dinner, and you might get spaghetti thrown at you. But hey, if you if you want to come join us for dinner, and then we started to see him around, you know the 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 hotel we were staying at, and he joined us for dinner, and we got a blast. We had a blast getting to know each other. We we stayed in touch through WhatsApp, um, and that's just that openness of like, look, like I, I'm open to to receive rather than I'm closed to judge, and I think that's an orientation. Um, that that's important if you're going to build relationships in diving. Yeah. I've noticed, uh, you know, a lot of the same thing is like you meet people and it's, and it, it's kind of like the icebreaker, right? It's diving. It, it allows people to kind of come in. I mean, I mean, with anything, people are people. I mean, some people are just, um, you'll click with some people and some people you won't, there'll be drama here or there. Um, especially like you said, the dive community sometimes is kind of small. Um, so you find there's little things sometimes you kind of go, Oh, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought drama was only in, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, at the office, you know, but, Oh, wait, it's also at scuba diving. No, can't happen. <laughs> I'm like, Oh wait, people are people. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, it, I find it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's definitely that icebreaker that allows people that kind of like, you know, move beyond that initial step. You know, I mean, that's, like I said, I invite people just to go have, you know, beer and, and food, you know, go talk. So, um, but the other thing, like you're, you're saying, I'd always joke with my friends. There's like the cool kids club. Um, cause <laughs> people will get intimidated by somebody real easy. So like when I would dive with those new divers, they would always look at me and go, no, no, I, I don't want it. I don't want to ruin your dive. I'm like, going, no, I'm, I want to dive with you. I want to help you. And they look at me and I'm like in a dry suit. I have all this stuff, you know, a long hose, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, they're, and they're intimidated by having all this gear. I'm like, no, it's just, I've accumulated this. This is how I'm diving. When we're underwater, we're still just going to dive. You know, it's not like I'm, I get it that maybe you are a dive 20 or something like that. And you're still renting some of your gear. It's, I was basically, well, I wasn't really at the same place, but essentially at the same place. I didn't own my own gear then. <laughs> right, right. Um, but you all have to start somewhere. So don't get intimidated by somebody that has all this extra stuff. It might be a little hard if someone has a DPV and you don't. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> Unless you can grab their pins and just hold on. <laughs> I mean, 
I do have a fr- bunch of friends in the scooter club. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I don't have one yet. <laughs> well, that's, that's almost a, an immediate purchase for me when I get to San Diego for that shore, that shore swim on the, at the shores is just, no, let's just scooter it and park it at the, at the edge of the cliff. Like that, that sounds a lot better to me. <laughs> no, it's exercise. It is. A- <laughs> hey, exercise is a, a pulling the trigger, right? And so it's a good exercise too. Just hand dexterity. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, yeah, I think I think it's true, and and I think the opposite can be true too. Like, I know I've experienced for myself. You know, I put on a set of doubles and you know a long hose and a necklace, and and I see you know the the black flag come up over my head, and you know, like oh he's that guy. And I think I think again like there's there's that try to remain out of judgment. I know I feel it like, Oh, you know, those that he thinks he knows it all. It's like, I haven't even opened my mouth and I'm just, this is how I dive. And then I always try to just say, Oh, how, how was, you know, how was your dive or what are you guys planning for this? And, and just be open and personable and, and not judgmental because you know, there's two sides of that coin. There's one, the intimidation side and two, the judgment side that the minute you put a long hose on, you're now raising this black pirate flag that you think you know it all. And that's come from experience, I think, for people. I think people have experienced experienced divers being a-holes to them and judging them. And so I don't know. I think I think in all of life, but especially when it comes to diving, because it is recreation, it is meant for fun. It isn't no one's, you know, our professional version is not the pro skater and pro surfer circuit, right? It's we're not competing against anybody except for ourselves, really. Um, uh, can we do it better the next dive, right? Uh, have we dialed in that back kick where it's it's at a place where I can trust it, right? We're, we're competing against ourselves that then we're open to not only other people's experiences, but also um, being open about like, man, I really F that up. You know, I like, I love talking about the stupid things that I I've made. I remember I was on a training dive and, and I'm looking and I'm going, God, like someone's kicking up the silt. Like what's going on? You know, like this is terrible. And I look behind me and I'm, it's me. <laughs> it's like, no, like, no, this can't be. I got so focused on something, you know, I let my fins dip and I'm the one kicking up this, the silt. Right. And, and of course I got raked over the coals by my instructor about it. Cause he just had it all on video. Like, look at Jay do the farming here. You know, I'm like, Oh geez. Um, but yeah. So all my good die buddy friends, they all have photos and video. Of you, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Way to go! Yeah, you you drop in something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I think that's the openness goes in the way that it's not just you know a, a false sense of like, oh yeah, that's cool. It's it's the genuine interest in in somebody else and somebody else's experience. And I love what you said earlier about like taking responsibility for that on your own of of looking at somebody else's experience of something not just our own. And that's, that's that openness that I think is, is key if you're going to build long-term relationships in scuba. Yeah. So, I mean, and like that whole intimidation thing, going back to that just a little bit, um, no, I mean, I, I dive in aluminum 80 tank as my general recreational dive tank. And then you, you go and dive with someone that's newer and they're like, going, Oh, I don't want to wreck your dive. I'm like, it's just aluminum 80. I mean, I, I'm not expecting to be down here for two hours. I'm just doing this for fun. So, and they go, Oh, sorry. The dive was so short. I'm like, 
hey, we got to go dive. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like you were safe with me, right? So yes, you were going through the air faster. It doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy the dive. I still saw stuff, you know, and you know, worst case scenario, it's like I got the endorphins of being under the water and. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> and the stress of the day is gone. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and I, and I think I think to the uh, that comes back to the passion of it, right? And I, I I always joke like I'm happy in a five foot pool, and I'm happy on a super deep technical dive, right? Um, well, as deep as I, I'm tech one right now, so I can only go to certain depths, but um, I'm happy on that dive, right? And it's it's the the fact that I'm underwater and that is the most important part to me. And then everything else is, is secondary. And I know some people it's, it's a little different. And I, and I think it depends. That's a mindset question, right? That you're really bringing up, which is if your expectation was to <laughs> breathe that 80 down to, you know, it's dry bones where, you know, the IP starts to, starts to tick a little bit, right? Because you want to spend every second under the water and you expected to get from this point on the dive site to this point and back and see seven sharks right um, on the way. And anyone that stands in your way is now an obstacle to that, uh, that goal. That's a mindset thing, right? Versus, Hey, I'm, I'm happy. I'm going out recreationally. I'm happy to get wet. Right. And I'm happy to have that dive. Now, some dives you do, you, you want to plan. This is what we're going to do. And this is what we expect. And those are different dives that you do with different people. But most of the time when you're talking about building new relationships, you're talking about shifting the mindset towards, you know, Hey, I'm happy to be here and underwater. And, and that's all that really matters. Right. Okay. I think we yep. beat that one up. That's totally <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. We've beaten the dead horse. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap this one up with maybe some advice. Um, I think we've given some, you've given some good advice. I have no idea how my advice is, is, is uh, reading right now, but um, if you want to, <laughs> that's when you go back in, I always go back and when I listen to myself, I'm like gone. Ooh, what did he say? Oh, ah, I'm like, can we delete that part? Yeah. yeah. Producer Daniel always makes me go back and listen to the episode. And it's always like, I find myself either going, Oh, what, why did I say it that way? Or, Hey, make sure I really hope I say this. And then I say it. I'm like, Hey, high five to myself. Like, I'm glad I said that. Like, that was what I was thinking. I'm like, Oh yeah, duh. Because that's me on the, on the podcast. That's why my brains works. Right. So, all right, well, let's wrap this up with, with maybe some advice about, you know, uh, divers that want to build relationships through diving. What advice do you have? And I think in this, um, you know, what makes a good relationship? Um, is there a time to say sayonara, right? Is there a time to say like, you know, maybe this isn't a good fit for me, right? Um, what advice do you have in terms of building those relationships through scuba and maintaining them over time? Uh, I'd say in general, don't take things overly personal because you don't know really what the other person's mindset is or what their goals are. Um, so they may become your best friends and, and other people may just go, you know, we just don't click. So if someone, but you thought maybe you did, but they're like, mm, no, <laughs> we're done. Um, don't take it personal because everyone's on a different place, right? Because they're coming from, you know, yes, I work in the scuba diving industry, but this person may work in 
you know, pharmaceuticals. This person, you know, may work, you know, as a mechanic or, you know, you don't know where they're coming from in their life, you know, and where they're at. So don't, don't take it personal sometimes if people either don't want to be part of that or, or just be happy that you have a bunch of friends that you're, you're building those relationships with. I mean, I see it all the time. People start off as a big group and then those big groups turn into little satellites. They become their own little hub. It's not like I don't know them. It's not like I didn't dive with them at one point in time, but they're doing their own thing now. So that's, that's cool. We still like, people bump into each other all the time and they go, Hey, how's it going? How was the dive? You know, you joke around, you know, on the surface, but you're maybe not diving with them. Mm. Yeah. That's good advice. I think, I think it's, it's hard. It can be a hard pill to swallow, right? Because, you know, like you said, humans are humans. And, and if you view that as the cool kids club that you're not invited to, right, then it becomes this, this personal thing. Um, but I think also maintaining the fact that like I'm comfortable in my own skin and with my, my dive buddies and who I click with and we're happy doing what we're doing. Right. And so, and then there's, there's cross pollination that can occur there. So totally agree. I think that's, that's great advice for somebody like don't take things too personally and, and maybe dot, dot, dot and too seriously, unless it has to be a serious dive. You know, if it's a serious dive, take it seriously, right? But if it's if it's right. not, well, I'm, I'm talking about friendships with the diving. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is like most of the time, you know, you're having a, you, you don't have to take yourself so seriously. Um, you can be uh, relaxed into things. The the other advice I might add to this is, um, I kind of call it the the scuba boomerang effect. <laughs> At least I've, I've learned this is that you know, it, if you want to build meaningful relationships, think long term. And that maybe is goes back to your point of don't take things personally is that everything in scuba, how you behave on the boat, what you do, you know, all that stuff will come back to you at some point, like it boomerangs back to you at some point, um, whether it's the same people or, you know, because scuba is a small, I, I don't want to call it like a small community because there are lots of people that dive, but the people that are really consistent with it, it's a small community. And so it comes back to you, you know, and, and that's where some of that I've experienced at least or observed, I should say it better. I've observed some of the drama coming out, right. Is, is in those boomerang effects. Well, I heard you said blah, 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 or, you know, <laughs> Oh, that person did. You're just like, Oh man, you know, like it's coming back to them. What was said? I, I literally, I will not name names here, but we were, we wanted uh, to have a particular guest on the show in season one. And, um, that guest we were really excited about. Um, but in order to come on the show, that guest requested us to sign a document as a show that said we would never have this other individual on the show. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, no, we're not signing. Like, I really want you to come on the show, but I, man, the, the blood runs, you know, real thick and real deep and it hurts real big. If, if like, that's your concern about coming on a podcast is that somebody else never gets to come on the podcast. Uh, I, you know, we don't want to be in the middle of that. So thanks, but no thanks um, type of thing. Yeah. That's, and that's just people being people, you know, they butt heads, you know, I mean, that's one of the things I know is being in the dive industry is now is my circle of scuba divers has gone beyond San Diego and you start, I see that happening even on the East coast. And it's like, but 
I'm in San Diego, but you hear all this stuff going on. You're like, what? Come on, people, just get back to diet. <laughs> you know, it's like, just relax. You know, it's like, <laughs> yep, yep. And I, I think that boomerang effect is a good thing to keep in mind because, you know, hey, everyone has a bad day. I'm sure I've been in a hole on a boat before. I, I guarantee it's happened um, without me wanting to be because I just had a bad day or I just, you know, came across the wrong way or whatever. But I always try to put myself in the mindset of like, I want to show up in my best self on this boat because we're all here for fun and we're all here out of the love of being under the water and the ocean or the lake or the spring or whatever the river that you're in. And is there, I mean, I, I could instead be working in an Excel spreadsheet right now. Like, you know, like that's what we all could be doing instead of this or, you know, uh, hard labor or whatever it might be. And instead we're diving. So like, let, let's, let's make sure I'm showing up in my best self. Cause this is not a proving ground for how cool I am. This is a, uh, you know, a, a place to build awesome relationships, regardless of the level of diver diver that that person might be. Yeah, that's, I agree. All right. Well, this has been fun. It's a, it's a sticky subject a little bit because you know, we're, we're, it's one of those things you're never yeah. sure exactly how to, how to approach it, but. Especially when you're consider yourself an introvert. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> interesting I, topic. It's very, it's very interesting. <laughs> I, I consider, I think I'm an extrovert. I, they always say it's where do you draw your energy from? And like, I love being around people, but not, I like small, deep, relationships rather than, you know, large, I'm kind of the same at the party. Like, you know, I'm going to hang out until I meet those couple of people I really click with. And then I'm just going <laughs> to, then I'm having fun, you know, but before that it's like, uh, it's loud and I don't really want to be here. And I'm here because my wife, like, you know, <laughs> asked me to come. And so I did. Um, but I think I get a lot of energy from those relationships with people, which I think puts me in the extrovert category. And I really enjoy, um, hanging out with, with other people. But I, I think it is interesting. That, that would be an interesting episode, the extroverted version of scuba and the introverted <laughs> version. What, what is the introvert thinking? What is the extrovert thinking in this scenario, right? <laughs> Future episode to come. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I categorize myself. If I'm talking about scuba, I'm an extrovert. If it's anything else, you know, like other just random small talk, I'm like, oh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so the next episode we'll be talking about movies and popcorn. So uh <laughs> Jack will not be here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Depends on what movie. That's true. That's true. That's true. It does depend on the movie. We'll we'll be talking about Gone with the Wind. So I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Let's wrap this up. So today we focused on the sticky topic of how do you build relationships through diving? You know, what does that look like? But we would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, shoot us a message, right? Um, send us a, a whatever, an Instagram a message. Send us an email. Or give us a shout out. Um, how do you approach building relationships and diving? Have you built any re meaningful relationships in your diving career? How, how's it going? What are some things and advice that you might share? We'd love to hear from you because I'm sure um, there's lots of ways to approach this topic out there and lots of things that have gone well. Or have you found a love connection through Scuba? That would be even more interesting. So hit Jack and I up. Uh, let us know uh, your experience and we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. 
Yep. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode and you want to be part of the community, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. So that way you get notified when new episodes drop. Any uh, parting thoughts, Jack? Tons of thoughts, but... Uh, <laughs> Any you're willing to share? No, I mean... <laughs> no, in, in general, I mean, I. all I can say is if you are interested in scuba diving, the community's there for you to get invited into. Just take the time and effort and it's fun. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a topic and an experience that people will just, they tend to get very passionate about and it's easy to get kind of like sucked into it, so to speak. Ah, no kidding. Liter- quite literally down, 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 down. <laughs> <laughs> into the depths of scuba. Well, good. Thanks uh, so much for joining us today. And we look forward to having you back on the next episode of The Dive Table. The Dive Table is a production of Fish Dive Surf Incorporated and a member of the Fish Dive Surf Podcast Network. You can find out more at www.fishdivesurf.com. 